What's up, tea drinkers? Who's ready to spill? Welcome to The Tea with KG, hosted by your girl, Kaylee Grace. Here you'll find your weekly boost of real talk mixed with laughter, healing, and all of those vulnerable, messy moments in between. The Tea with KG is a safe space for you to show up exactly as you are. We are here to share real-life stories from around the globe and be a community of love, joy, and celebrating life. This is a real deal show, so there will be coarse language and sensitive topics discussed. The most beautiful stories oftentimes emerge from the darkest of places, and we're here to explore it all. There's room for everyone at this tea time, so grab your drink of choice, spark it up, or just relax and soak it up. Cheers, and let's spill. Tea drinkers, we are back with another episode of the Tea with KG. I'm your host, Kaylee Grace, and I have another amazing guest joining me this week the lovely, beautiful, talented Effie Dupuis. Yay! <laughs> we got a cute little wave there. <laughs> we're so excited to have you. Thank you so much for taking. I know we're both so busy, but we're like, we need to make this work. So thank you for scheduling us in today. And I'm so happy to be here. I'm excited. I love you. I love the work that you're doing. And I'm honored and excited to be here. Yay! I'm so excited. So Essie and I have known each other, my God, for pretty much like 10 years, I think. I think yeah. it's, yeah, it's at least 10 years, which is wild because time just goes so fast. But I also feel like I've known her so long. And to me, that's like the telltale sign of like a soul connection in someone when the time flies, but you also are like, I've, I've known you for forever. And I just love mm -hmm. those types of connections. And we felt that so instantly. We met through work, right? Was it through the bank? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that we just instantly kind of connected, like you said. And I mean, oh, you see people through so many different seasons of life. So it's kind of like not oh, even who yeah. you've <laughs> known the longest, but who sticks around through all those seasons. Right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it was really like a fate of the universe that we ended up working at the same place at the same time and, and we're able to do that. So it's amazing. Oh, I agree. And me and Essie have seen each other through probably, I would say for myself, <laughs> probably some yeah. of the hardest, most challenging mm. times in my life. Like she has been there and she, she was there from the start of it and she never left. Like she was like, she saw me through so many hardships and so much growth and so many things and always could see my light, always could see my sunshine. And her and I are a lot of like, like that. I'd say we are both very sunshine people. And it's just, I'm going to cry right now, but it's just beautiful that she never, that never faltered with you. Like you never were like unable to see that in me. So I really appreciate, appreciate that a lot. Oh, sweet. <laughs> And you know what? It's so funny that you say that because um, you also saw my light when I was in the dark. And I remember you giving me the stone, the citron stone. And yes. I still have it. And yes. I still like put it in the sun and like recharge it. And yeah, no, that's yeah. Uh, it's very meaningful to me. Of course, citron is like the best. Like it's perfectly you because it's yellow, which is like so happy and pretty. And it's like the happy abundance stone, which funnily enough, brings me to what our topic is today. We are talking all about money, abundance, money talks. Essie is literally, she's a wealth of wisdom in general, but when it comes to actually making that coin, she's like amazing. Like 
always has been. And we're definitely, we're going to dive into her story. We're going to hear so much amazing stuff with mindset and money, which especially like her and I were chatting today in today's climate with what's going on. We need to learn this stuff. We need to hear it. So I'm so excited for this episode. Yay. Yeah, I'm excited. Yay. So I guess we'll start with the who are you and what do you do? Well, um, I'm as you said. I am a banker uh, by trade. Currently, I'm serving as a mortgage specialist. I've been doing that for a couple of years, um, but I've done a lot of different things within banking. So I've been in banking for about 10 years, and uh, I've done every job that you can do kind of on the brand level, and then a couple of years ago made the switch to um, to kind of become a little bit more specialized. So yeah. um, it's something that I've been very, very interested in for a long time. Um, and I like money professionally, but I also <laughs> like money as a topic in general. Yes. And, and I'm a bit of a money nerd, which is why I'm here. Um, I love I, it. <laughs> I think that, you know, it it is really um, a big topic right now uh, for people who previously maybe didn't even think about money that much or didn't want to talk about it. And now all of a sudden everybody's talking about it, right? Whether you're talking about interest rates or the cost of gas or, um, you know, inflation, like groceries, everything, you know, the the topic is everywhere. And I obviously talk to a lot of people in my work and, um, and the big thing that sticks out is that there's just a lot of things that I think people just don't know people are are looking for help a lot of the times and they don't really know where to get it or how to kind of start those conversations oh yeah um, it's overwhelming yeah so much it's personal and you know it's it's uh people feel shame around money there's a lot of there's a lot of that comes with it right um so so i mean there's a lot of bad topics um but before we dive in kaylee i have a couple of disclosures that i i kind of have to throw out there yep go for it um so i mean everything that we talk about obviously is is my opinion my interpretation um none of this is to be construed as individual financial advice um everybody's situation is very unique and you should talk to a financial professional if you have specific questions about your own financial situation and um, the other thing is that none of what I speak of is uh, is a reflection of my employer's opinions or anything like that. Um, it is solely for uh, informational and entertainment purposes only. So I'm not a, a lawyer, so I'm not sure if that disclosure is up to kosher, but we'll just we'll just call it good and hope. I think it's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is not. Yes, it's the same as like um, she's not a doctor. This is not health. You know what I mean? Like when they're like, it's that kind of thing. Yeah. That's health advice. <laughs> well, I mean, it could be like, you know, financial health, like, tips and, and, you know, a conversation. But yeah, no, nobody should like, you know, go and be like, well, that girl on that podcast, she said to do this. Exactly. This is just, again, yes, it's educational, but in an entertainment setting. And it's just us sharing our life experiences, our mm-hmm. stories, and hope that, you know, maybe it resonates with someone out there. Yeah. And it might give you the courage to take the next step somewhere or it might give you some inspiration to be like okay I'm changing my life right now <laughs> well, I'm just kind of opening up that conversation too right because like I said yeah. it's something that a lot of people just don't tend to talk about or, or oh for sure in some cases think about but now they're forced to think about it so yeah well and I love how you said about the uh, the emotion behind money because mm-hmm. I'm totally totally can relate to that like 
you know, because I feel like in our society, money and your wealth, and I'm saying monetary wealth, because mm-hmm. I think wealth is in multiple areas of life. People associate that with your worth, it seems, in our society anyway, the North American hustle, hustle, capitalism, like that kind of society. And even just growing up, I can remember hearing like negative things about money, like money doesn't grow on trees and like sayings like that. And I'm like, we need to get that verbiage out of here because money is literally everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I know I can't wait to dive into the mindset stuff behind money because I only learned about that. Um, well, I guess it's been more than a few years now. It's it's again, <laughs> but I didn't even think about that with money, with like how you talk about it, how you think about it, how you view it. I never associated that with money before. And I think it's a huge part of it that people aren't really aware of. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think that it just goes to like mindset is everything for yeah. everything, life. really. Yeah. Right? And I wanted to go back to something you said in terms of like how you know growing up you were hearing these things, right? So people's money stories start very young, and it's really yeah. a story that you just like any other story about your your worth, like you said, about a lot of things. You know, I've met people who. Um, have grown up in very kind of humble households, don't make a lot of money, but are great savers and really are in a great yeah. financial position, but they just have such a positive outlook on money. And then whereas, I mean, I've, I've seen, dealt with people who make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year and, and have no money whatsoever. So mm-hmm. where is it? it? It has nothing to do with how much you make. It's, it's how you view it. It's how you spend it. Um, and really, um, at the end of the day, that all begins at a very young age and we don't even yeah. know what's happening with that. Right. <laughs> so there's a lot of work to unpack when you get older and you kind of start to unpack that and say, okay, like, what am I talking? What am I telling myself about money and how it's tied to my worth? And what we see a lot of is people accumulating debt, trying to keep up with other people. Oh right keeping up with the joneses yeah keeping up exactly you know that is just the perfect example and and don't get me wrong i i have been caught up in that in the Mm -hmm. past i completely understand so no shame for anyone no shame yes like let me just add another disclosure like there is no (laughs) shame here like i in my 10 years of banking i have dealt with a, a huge array of different financial situations and I don't judge anybody because the reality of it is, is that some of the worst financial situations that I've seen were the result of really, really bad circumstances and situations that led people there. And a lot of that starts, you know, um, also from uh, education level, you know, so I realized that even myself in my own life, I do come from a place of privilege where I was taught these things early on and, and my parents were fairly good with money. Not everybody is that fortunate, right? That's right. Um, so I talked to a lot of people who literally don't know the first thing about money. I've, you know, 18, 19 year olds opening their first bank account. From the yeah. Learning how to spend money. Like <laughs> you, you just have to meet people where they're at. Um, and, and that's yeah. really what I endeavor to do in general and with my work. So yeah. No shame. Wherever you're starting, it's okay. Um, there yeah, have been people journey. who have. There have been people who started right where you are, wherever that is, right? Yeah. So, um, and it's never I, too late to turn it around. And like, don't no, feel absolutely. guilt and shame. Like I'm guilty of this 
for like being embarrassed or something about a situation. And like Essie said, it doesn't necessarily mean you did this. Like there's things that happen. Life is life. Like yeah, we all know it. Life is life. Things happen. Yeah. And don't be ashamed to make a change in your life or embarrassed. Like that's something I can personally say I've dealt with being like embarrassed. Like, oh God, I can't believe I let this happen. But if you don't do something about it, it's not going to change. So Right. No, absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, the reality of it is I can also relate to what I'm saying. And I've, I've been on the other side of that and felt that shame, yeah. you know, and, and, and I also know that as the other person sitting on the other side, you know, we, we as bankers, for the most part, I mean, I can't speak for anybody else but myself. We don't tend to judge people because we deal with all kinds of situations, right? Um, but no, I've, I've definitely been there as well. And I, I understand. So um, I think that really, the biggest thing about money is that it is it is emotional, it is not just numbers and cents. And it's not, you know, similarly to, um, you know, if you were, if we say, you know, don't go on a crash diet, it's not going to last. Exactly. Most of people who take uh you know some kind of budgeting course and they make a super strict budget and then they stick mm-hmm. to it for a month and then it all falls apart right and the, the basis of those things for the most part i'm not going to speak to all of it because there are some great financial gurus out there who um i call them financial gurus i mean you call them I whatever, like that. You know, financial coaches yeah. whatever um that have really cool methods and ways to do things and each person is different so each person spends mm-hmm. their money differently um you know, some money, some people, uh, you know, will save and spend the same amount of money, no matter how much money they make, some people will increase their spending as their money increases, <laughs> a large, large portion of people, yes. right? <laughs> so, but I guess that the point here is that, you know, similarly to how we say that, you know, going on a crash diet is unhealthy, going on a crazy strict budget where you're taking all the joy out of your life is equally as unhealthy, right? Preach. I'm so happy you just said <laughs> yeah. that. I'm sorry. I have to give you props for that because she's a financial girl and she's saying still, you have to have joy in your life. And I'm a big person that loves <laughs> I love joy. We're very joyful. So well, you have so much more joy when yeah. you can, you know, we, we work so hard for our money, right? So if you're working that hard for your money and you're not enjoying it in any way it really affects a person's mental health you know oh my god yes and I'm speaking to a lot of people who make good money and their expenses are very high and and it's hard it's hard for people to be in that situation right so for sure at the end of the day there are always things that people can do right there's Mm -hmm. always always things so First of all, I, I want to read a quote. And I actually wrote it down because I, I think that this is like the base for what I want to talk about. Yes. Oh, my God. Quote, yes. We're getting words of wisdom already. Yes. <laughs> well, this, so the quote is from um, a man called Ramit Sethi. Ramit is a like multimillionaire financial uh, guru, I guess. Yeah. I'll call him. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that'll be our word. But he, but but he's an incredible man. He's been doing this for about twenty years. He has a great, great, great book that literally changed my life, and I was yeah. already in banking at the time. Um, yeah. And basically, the quote is this: "So you get to spend extravagantly on the things you love, and cut costs mercilessly on the things you don't." And that is the Ooh. base of his approach. So his book is called "I Will Teach You to Be Rich." And I'm don't write that down. It's, it's a good book. Good book I love the title. <laughs> and he's and the thing is, like, 
I love his approach because he talks about how, you know, the people say, don't, you know, don't buy coffee or, you know, make your coffee at home or don't do this specific thing or don't do that specific thing and overgeneralize it to people. But basically what he says is figure out what's important to you. Figure out what makes you happy. I love that. However, you know, allocate a certain amount of money that you can spend whatever you want on that thing or those couple of things or whatever that is. But then find the other areas where you're spending money that you don't really care that much. So like I'll give you you a practical example of what that looks like for me. I love to eat out. I spend a ridiculous amount of money on eating (laughs) out. Like like, when I I look back on it, I usually get a little like sick looking at how much I'm glad you said that because that's how I feel. Since moving to Vancouver and having Uber Eats and DoorDash at my disposal, I'm like, girl, you need to stop. But I love food. I'm like, yes. it right so I mean of course within reason like don't make yourself bankrupt buying stuff from DoorDash (laughs) but like so my like for example of something that I don't care about that I literally hardly spend money on is is clothes I mean I'm like (laughs) well and that's okay and you're very fashionable obviously you know I'm I'm not um, I never was a fashion but that, that's that, right? You and like I totally no, get no exactly, but but other things do right. So yeah. I just you know made when I read Rumi's book and actually I listened to his podcast. Now he has a great podcast. He talks oh, to couples sweet. about money. It, it's golden. He talks to couples awesome. and it, it, it's absolute gold. It's wonderful. Um, and I what's his name I again? I just want to write everything Ramit. down here. Okay, R A M I T. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's what literally was the quote like, again? That's his Insta handle, like at oh, me. <laughs> so perfect. Simple. And the book it's, is uh, "I Will Teach You to Be Rich." Okay, yeah. cool. And what? Yeah, Very and I'll cheesy title. one more time. So I love the title. Um, Here for it. <laughs> well, the thing is, he really like he really goes step by step. Like he starts yeah. with you know he teaches you all about how credit cards could work better for you. He even gives you scripts on how to like renegotiate interest rates and. Oh my God. Like how much you're paying on internet. And like I need this book. I need this because I need help with that sometimes because I'm like scared because I'm like, I don't know what I'm talking about. So yay. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, he is in the States. So some of the things that he talks about have to be like translated to the Canadian words, but he, he's a very, right. very interesting guy. And and he's very like, no bullshit. He likes to, uh, to like make fun of trolls and stuff. So he's also very entertaining. <laughs> I love yeah, that. Anyways, I, I really like guys if you haven't gotten that yet. Um, so the quote again you were asking is you get to spend extravagantly on the things you love and cut costs mercilessly on the things that you don't. Because right, that's how tea you drinkers, create... listen to that. that. Listen to that. that is it. <laughs> so that is how you are able to make a budget is when you are able to spend money on the things that bring you joy. Is that I love a lot? You know, is that a latte? Is it uh is it eating out? Is it clothes? Yeah. Like what is it? Actually, oh man, I feel like it's clothes. I have a hard time because I'm like, I like this, I like this, I like this, I like this. I'm like, <laughs> how would I I feel like I need like a what's the word? It's like a rating system. Like what's the most important thing that you really want to spend on? Well, and actually that can be really helpful too. Like, you know, making a list of all the things that you actually want and then actually just giving yourself space to sit with it. So uh-huh. not impulse buying. 
I'm I'm an impulsive person. <laughs> Me too. So, you know, I'm uh, I can be guilty of like, hey, I want this, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna order it, and then it, you know, I'm like, yeah, oh, I actually do that. Like, you know I'm what you kidding. were saying about like the uh, crash diet thing? It's almost like when yeah. you restrict yourself with eating so much. I know for me anyway, I'll eventually binge. That's like me. If I budget 100%. too strictly, I yeah. impulsively binge. And I'm like, let's go shopping. Like, yeah. And I don't yeah. care. And it feels good. And that's when my impulse completely takes over because I give zero fucks. I'm like, let's go. Like, I don't yeah. care. <laughs> no buyer's remorse. Afterwards, <laughs> you're like, oh, damn, I don't have that maybe I needed for something else right so I mean you know like I I want to say though similarly also to if you need like a metabolic reset let's say like let's say you know you're you're really like insulin resistant and you have this big issue with sugar and you decide okay I need to cut out sugar for 30 days so that I can actually like reset my my body and what's going on here right um so similarly you you can do that with budgeting as well right and just figure Mm. out like okay I'm gonna go really strict for this period of time just so you can analyze get your head above water well exactly well and that too right so give yourself a bit of a head start like it depends where you're starting from right so if you're starting from a position where you have a lot of debt and all these things you know when you're thinking about your rich life, which is what Renee calls it, you know, living your rich life no matter where you're at. And that could be, you could do that. And I love still that. Debt, as long as you are spending on the things that are most important to you while, you know, consciously working towards your other goals. So, you know, if fun. you're not in a place where you can spend all of the money that you would like to spend on your, your things that compose your rich life, you know, then you know that's okay you start with what what's most important what's accessible to you maybe you can't take that five thousand dollar trip five times a year but <laughs> maybe you can get yourself a starbucks latte because that's what you you know that makes you just yeah. feel really good if you do that like two or three times a week or whatever whatever that is yeah right? and totally and that is like more accessible but it gives you that little bit of joy where you feel like mm-hmm. okay you know I'm doing something for myself um and, and that can apply to anything so again it's very individual everybody's very different um but I, I love that concept so I've done a lot I of do work too. in terms of just thinking about that like what makes me happy when I spend money on it what makes me yeah. not happy when I spend money on it so it, a great example of something that does not make me happy that I've I've cut out is my Spotify membership and, there you, you know, go and, and I love and I love music but actually what we ended up doing is my my partner added me to his account so that's a cheat, <laughs> cheat option so I don't have to pay for it but, but you know three years I had free Spotify and people were like well why do you have free Spotify like it's ten dollars a month like really it's not I, I can afford it but it's more just that concept that I like ingrained in my brain that was like mm-hmm. no I don't I don't actually care that much about this so I don't want to exactly. pay for it whether it's ten dollars yeah. or a hundred dollars money's money exactly yep. exactly now did that actually make a tangible difference in my finances no probably <laughs> not but I think that it's, it's kind of like a muscle right so it's like your mm-hmm. brain muscle is like figuring yeah. out what you don't care about and being able to just get yourself to not spend money on those things right I like that yeah I like that a lot I'm like how about what, what about bills I don't like spending money on those <laughs> right oh my god yeah, I mean there's a few things that you can do when it comes to bills and stuff right I mean 
it's hard because fixed costs are on the rise and that's what we were just talking about at the beginning in terms of like the cost of living is increasing and oh, yeah. you know, rents are increasing and power you know and and gas which is a huge mm. huge cost for people oh so yeah having that go up is is a big um it's a big factor right so i mean fixed costs are fixed costs i mean obviously you know you can move into a crappier apartment or whatever but is that going to bring joy well exactly you know so at the end of the day the place where most people have the most opportunity to make a change is on their miscellaneous spending right so Mm, definitely you know if you're if you're so like let's say you know if you love to spend money on eating out um and you do it three days a week now well maybe you cut it down to one day a week and actually stick with that for a while you know like and then you still get the little joy but you're not mm -hmm. overdoing it which is I think that's great because it's not like you're going cold turkey. You still can have it. Just limit. And then you look more forward to it. Yeah. Well, no, exactly. So, I mean, that's just an example, right? Because, I mean, like fixed costs are fixed costs. I mean, food is expensive even if you go to the grocery store. So, how much much save eating at home? I guess that's that's hard to say, right? It depends what you're eating. Um, But that's just one example. So, I mean, another thing that obviously people can do is is increase their income in some way or another. And, you know... I love that Jeremy talks a lot about that too. And, and he has a, a course that he does about that. I haven't taken the course oh, or anything, cool. but um, he has a lot of really good on it. So I'm assuming that it's pretty good. Um, yeah. But, you know, he'll give people scripts on, you know, how to get raises at work and, you know, talks a lot about how this is the best time to get a different job. Like mm. if you don't like your job, there are so many employers out there who are currently hiring and when a company is interested in hiring you, that is your best opportunity to give yourself a big fat raise because yeah, you can you can leverage that right in in whatever expertise you have, um, or whatever area is of interest to you. That there are opportunities out there, and what I do see a lot of is is people who stay in relatively low paying jobs who are overqualified for them. Yeah, and. You, and mostly because you know you you just this what either it's a couple of different things it's either okay this is what I chose for my college degree so I have to do this for the rest of my life because I spent money on college or it's um you know oh I started doing this job I've been here for 10 years or 15 years you know I have a pension uh you know maybe yeah it's not that great stable stable job you're stable right yeah gonna go to work day in day out and be completely miserable be a zombie yeah right. Right. autopilot mm-hmm. but yet that so that is being seen as the norm and I think that that's a huge problem Kaylee honestly I, I do because pregnant and like in that even yeah. mentally being in that headspace drains your motherfucking soul speaking mm-hmm. from experience and it makes well, it harder it to get out sometimes because you're so stuck in that loop and it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and you're stuck on that some level too right because a lot of the times these people have debt that you know yeah. and I have been I have been in that position you have debt you need to make a certain amount of money to pay those debts yes and there's this very very deep fear again going back to emotion money's emotional yes. right you oh my god yeah fear of like oh my god if I switch jobs what if I don't like it you know I don't like it here but if I switch it maybe I'll like it even less and yeah you know th- there's all these different things but the reality of it is, is that once we realize that we are holding ourselves back, um, 
you know, and, and kind of move past that, it, it makes it easier to kind of be open to those opportunities because the universe is ready to give you opportunities. Yeah. Right. 100%. I say that I've, I've been very fortunate to have, and then you know this, I mean, I've been very fortunate to have some great opportunities in my career and and in my life and all of them at a time where I opened myself up. Yes. You were brave. Yeah. I, 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 I was brave, um, but you, it, she uh, was, guys. It she was, was very brave. It, it was, it was a thing that you know you're you're so miserable at a certain point, and a person has to consider their life, right? Whether it's five yes. years from now, ten years from now, twenty years from now. I'm I'm very young, so I mean, you know, according to the government of Canada, I have another I don't know, forty <laughs> forty years till I can retire, maybe thirty nine. You know, like it's it, it's a very long. So my consideration um, when I got to kind of the top of that ladder was like, okay, do I actually want to do this for 40 years? Like, is this, and, nope. and, and I, <laughs> no, exactly. But, but it was, it was basically like standing between two precipices because it was like, oh my God, like, yes. what if I do this and it completely fails and I flop or yeah. what if I, but, but what don't, what if I don't? What if I don't take a leap? What if yes. I don't do this, right? Preach. And that is equally as scary because, I mean, the impact of of being miserable and being stressed out in your job, in your life long term, it's it, it, your health, um, yep. your, not just your mental health, but your physical health as well, yeah. right? So many chronic oh, for conditions sure. are related to that. And your spirit health, like your soul. Like Absolutely. It's just like, it reflects in every part of your life. And like, even if other parts of your life are coming into alignment or it are in alignment, that's awesome. But let's think about it. Let's just say you work a typical nine to five. That's a lot of your time. Even if you mm-hmm. don't work a nine to five, if you're working, but I'm just going to use a nine to five as an example. You yep. spend a lot of time there, guys, like a lot of time there. And it's like, if yeah. you're mostly miserable because you hate the work, it's just, and that's okay. Every job, people are like, you should be grateful you have a job. Yeah, sure. It's not that you're not grateful, but mm-hmm. we're all different for a reason. What I like to do might not be what Effie likes to do. And that's okay. So if you're in a job that you hate and it's just not your jam and maybe you're awesome at it, but that doesn't mean any, like it's, it's okay to no. still be like, good at stuff but not enjoy it like even during mm-hmm. school like I was good at all the stuff but I didn't like it all I was like no yeah. thank you no exactly and I mean I've definitely had jobs that I've done very well at and absolutely hate it so I yeah. Mean, yeah. how good you are at it it's not a reflection of it right um and I guess the, the biggest thing that I think has become most important to me is really that work-life balance mm. um because I think that as someone who is a bit of a workaholic naturally uh that's great <laughs> that trait actually runs in family so I well because you, you started know, working at a very young age right like Effie's yeah. like an old soul she's like I don't remember was it were you I don't remember how old you I, were but you, you started 14. working yeah that's what yeah. I thought yeah 14 yeah yeah and, and, and you I moved into a... banking quite quickly I don't remember how old you were with that either but I was 17 when I got into banking yeah yeah so, so she's I, been in the banking a long time I, I, but I guess I had a bit of a I guess I should add a disclosure there that I had a bit of an unusual opportunity in that I was homeschooled and so I yeah. was able to move through my high school years in two years instead of four by working my yeah. ass off 
Um, yeah, as you do. There, there's a, a misconception that uh, being homeschooled is easier, but my mom's passing grade was 85, so it was not <laughs> actually easier. Um, but I, I did work really, really, really hard, uh, and yeah. all I wanted to do was get into banking. So, like that, I, I did that completely driven by the fact that I knew that the quicker I could graduate, the quicker I could get a yeah. college something to give myself credibility and the quicker I could go into banking that's all I and that just to shows how much long you loved money I think that's great <laughs> well, I do I, I love that so it's funny you say that because I can remember when I was and I got my first job and um the online banking at the time had this, like money launching app and I can remember having my little part-time paycheck and you know working <laughs> like 10 hours a week or whatever I was working at the time and I would like just my little paycheck up into these different accounts and like oh my god was, I wish I had you when I was that age because <laughs> I was not doing that's that what I was doing I mean that's what I was doing you know in, in my bed at night on my laptop you know like oh my yeah, god super, you know what's super, funny super nerdy. <laughs> when I was like a little kid I was really good with money I don't know why but I you know you get money in birthday cards and things like mm. that and I always had money always and I loved it and I don't know what happened or what shifted or what changed, but then it turned into like when I was, I worked since a very young age as well. And I just would spend my money because I'd be like, let, and that's when I discovered shopping and all that fun stuff. So, yeah. Well, I wish I was smart like you. Yeah. Yeah. And then I grew up and was like, okay, and let's add bills on there. But yeah, I wish I was. Oh, and also, I wish I knew about that stuff. Like our education system, we need a money management course because seriously. Mm, yeah. I mean, to, to be fair, like, I mean, I will say it's not just because you know these things that you follow these things. I mean, there was a period in my life where I all but threw out my previous financial healthy behaviors out the window yeah. and some really unhealthy behaviors, which was based on my environment and where I was at at the yeah. time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, of course, now that I look back, I I recognize that at the time you don't yeah. really realize. You think, okay, well, you're listening to what people are saying, and what are people saying? People are saying, well, this is the way it is. Everybody does this. Everybody, yes. You know, and, and the that status quo. Exactly, but it it doesn't have to be right. Exactly. Um, and, once, <laughs> and and once I was able to pull myself out of that, and that was really hard. And there's a lot of things that have happened that catalyze my ability to, to crush that mindset um yeah it, it's amazing how surrounding yourself with different types of of um positive kind of feedback loops it makes such a yeah. huge difference right you know people surrounding yourself with people who are good with their money so if you right? don't have any friends if you don't have any friends that are good with your money just make sure that the accounts that you follow like get some some kind of positive you know money yeah. stuff in there I get I get a lot of like um, ad suggestions for like uh, <laughs> people who are, are badly investing when they're young and retiring early and all these things. And I'm yeah. fascinated by that concept. I'm not I'm not going to say that I'm anywhere close to that. <laughs> but but just being um, immersed in that in a sense because I mean we're on social media a lot. Like I mean I oh I yeah look at I don't look at my stats most of the time. Just a little embarrassed to be honest because I spend a lot of time on social media yeah. I spend all that time on social media you know don't just scroll through and then see you know Mr. and Mrs. Jones that you want to keep up with yes. and then that's just creating more unhealthy behavior if mm -hmm. you can add some some 
positive uh, things that are helping you propel forward. And that's obviously yes. what you want, right? Absolutely. Um, and, and a really big thing um, too is, is social media. And that's how a lot of us are getting that FOMO. And Yeah, because um, people are sharing the highlight reel and they're sharing yeah. like these crazy, and you know what else I find wild? Sorry, squirrel braining a little, but it's still on the same topic. <laughs> Like, I'm going to say YouTubers, for instance, and I'm not saying anything wrong with it because this is on YouTube as well. But like the really, really popular one, this particular niche is like the YouTube couples niche. I'm not eh, a hit or miss for me because some of the stuff they do, I'm just like, that's not healthy. That's very toxic. But they will do some of them will do these extravagant gift reveals for birthdays, anniversaries, whatever. And it's Mm. over the top. Like, I don't even see some celebrities flashing that kind of stuff like it's insane and I'm like their audience I'm sure has a wide range of you know ages of viewers and to see that and be like oh anybody can go get a Birkin bag FYI a Birkin bag is very 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 expensive right (laughs) absolutely yeah 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 Yeah. no and and that goes for a lot of things right because yes you're seeing that video but where did that money actually come from right so if you see somebody who's driving a car that's a hundred thousand dollars what you're seeing is that that person spent a hundred thousand dollars oh if that you don't know that that's what goes to that person being wealthy wealth and material possessions are for the most part highly uncorrelated to be perfectly honest some of the wealthiest people that i have met and seen and work with drive two-year-old regular vehicles that are yeah. paid off, that they're driving into the ground. They wear normal clothes, you know, yeah. they maybe they, and most of the time these people have kind of, it, maybe they're not followers of Ruby Daisy, but they kind of adopt that, that sense like, okay, you know, we spend on these things because we care about them, but we don't give a shit about this other stuff. We're not going to spend money on it. Exactly. Um, but I guess the, the point of it is, you know, people see, when when somebody's driving a really nice vehicle, like obviously, for the most part, I'm not going to say 100% of the time because, you know, people drive vehicles for different reasons. Maybe they just, you know, really love that vehicle. Maybe that's their rich life. Maybe they just really, yes. really love driving that vehicle. That's all really cool. Not a thing wrong yeah. with that. But a lot of people buy vehicles based on what they think people are going to think of them, right? Yeah. Um, and the reality of it is, and this is something I learned in a book that I, I'm actually currently reading called The Psychology of Money. It's super, super good, too. Um, it's actually an easy read. It sounds really dense. Okay. It's like a small book. Really good. Cool. The um, Psychology and- of Money, guys. Yeah, yeah. The author's guy named Morgan Housel, and he's okay, uh, been perfect. a financial writer for, like, ever. Anyways, he talks about how he was a valet through college and how he observed that you know all these people would come in with their fancy cars and they like throw their keys and obviously you know everybody's gawking at the vehicle but like unbeknownst to them when people are kind of I guess admiring that nice vehicle subconsciously we're not even admiring the person we don't actually give a shit about the person we're honestly just subconsciously thinking oh wow if I could afford that type of vehicle if I had that vehicle people would look at me like I'm so cool. yeah it's like a status right? it's the status thing going back to Absolutely. like the worst yeah but, so I guess recognizing that and realizing that like oh wow you know I'm looking at these things that I'm envying but why am I envying them is it actually yeah. because I think that person is better than me or is it just because I think that people will think I'm better than them if I have that thing it's a very like kind of yeah. subject. It's, it's fascinating it is 
Um, it is cool. It's really fascinating. And I feel like, like you're saying all in the same ballpark here, like with social media, so many people just want to show it off. You know, as soon as people buy stuff or whatever, they're like, check out my new whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 And, and then, you know, people are scrolling being like, oh, well, I can't afford that or whatever. But yeah. again, I think that the biggest fear is just that if somebody flashes something off, yes, they bought it, but they also don't have the money that it took to buy it anymore, <laughs> right? So don't get me wrong. There are millionaires out there, billionaires who can spend whatever they want, and they still have yes. a shit ton of money, and it doesn't make a difference. Yeah. Like, that's fine. But what I'm speaking to is regular people like you and I who have, yeah. you know, X, X amount of dollars that come in each month, mm-hmm. and you spend those however you wish. But, you know, go out spend five thousand dollars on something well you clearly don't have that five thousand dollars anymore right but people who are looking at whatever you bought might somewhat equate that with wealth so yeah recognizing that is is, and catching yourself is is important so it it is hard though it's hard social media is difficult in a lot of ways not just with body image and all these things but um certainly you know from that financial perspective or whatever so um you know i think that knowing that is valuable because it's just like when you're thinking any negative thoughts or whatever being able to kind of catch yourself is is step that number first one step. oh That's my step god one. girl words right out of my brain 100 <laughs> percent. yeah it's like every like we've spoken on before like any I'm going to say bad habit in air quotes. I don't want to say that in particular, but anything, any negative thought, any thought process you're looking to rewire, stopping the thought is always step number one. Like I'll obsess. If I go down a rabbit hole, you're going to have a good luck getting me out if I let myself go too far. And if I don't stop it immediately and rewire into something positive or something constructive or whatever, it's just continuously making that neurological pathway that you don't want deeper. No. Through that. And it's hard work. It's not saying it's going to come easy. I think it depends how deep the wound is for you always. Some people might Mm -hmm. pick up rewiring their money brain quicker than others, depending on your past, your trauma, your experience, your money, your your emotions, everything. But it's not impossible. Like I've healed from certain things that I was like, I don't know if I'm ever going to get past this. And then you do. As we know, healing's not linear. So I'm never saying like it's a one stop shop and you're done. But rewiring is possible well and I think that also being conscious of the environment that you're in right so when I was speaking to some of the the financial habits that I adopted due to my environment I mean the the key for me was to get out of that environment in my case um and that was a huge um a huge thing and it took a long time to unravel from that for sure at the end of the day you know, I think that also being conscious of, of who's around you, who, you know, yeah. how are your friends talking about money? How are, how are you and your partner talking about money, right? So mm-hmm. I guess actually, as I, as I say that, I want to pause there for a second. Like, it's important to talk to your partner about money. Um, I agree. My partner and I, we talk about it. And he's actually yeah, helped me so, so much with learning that's about amazing. like crypto and stuff, which we can talk about as well. Cause I know you have your little shake pay and stuff like me. I'm I like, I can shake an pay. app and make money. Yeah, guys, if you don't know shake pay. <laughs> you can shake yeah. your phone and you literally make money. I thought he was joking when he said that to me the first time I was like, no, I was like, why are you doing this to me? Don't tease me. Like, he's like, no, I'm not joking. I was like, what? 
So I agree with that 100%. Like, it's like anything in your life, like who you surround yourself with, like it or not, it will have an effect on you in your life. Mm -hmm. And I want to put a pin in crypto. We'll, we'll come back to that in a second. But yes, we won't squirrel is, too far from it. No, but that, that's okay. That, that's a good squirrel. We'll, we'll go there um, <laughs> because that, that is a good topic. Now, what I want to say, though, is a lot of people um, don't actually have the important financial conversations with their partners when it yeah. becomes important. So obviously, you're just dating somebody. You don't need to you know, tell them your whole life story or anything. Yeah, but, but if it's if, a partnership if, and you're if serious. It's a partnership, if, if you're going to either you know move in together or you're getting serious or whatever, some of the things that are important to know is how does your partner think about money? How do they think about money what does their rich life look like yeah <laughs> is that you know if your vision of a rich life looks like x and you want to spend a bunch of money on this stuff and their rich life looks completely different and they want to spend a shit ton of money on other stuff mm -hmm. you are eventually going to have problems in that relationship because either one of those people <laughs> is going to give up what they want temporarily for the benefit yep. of the other that never goes well in the end um, <laughs> Or, you know, they're both going to try and spend money on what they care about. And that's not going to end well either. So one of the biggest reasons that people split up is finances. Ah. Um, obviously, there's a lot of underlying reasons there. But my whole point of saying this is just, you know, it's uncomfortable to have money conversations with your partner for the first time. But it is very, very, very important. Um, just yes. like you should have conversations, you know, but what you care about in life and all these things. Yeah, finances, totally. hundred like percent. You have to. I love that you that. said that. <laughs> yeah. Because like, and if you, like we said, if you're, if you're going to build a life with someone, you kind of need to know where do you stand and like, you yeah. know, because if you're building something together and everybody's different, however you choose to navigate that with your partner. Mm -hmm. But like, I think there's so much value in what you're saying there, Essie, because being uncomfortable. Yeah, it's uncomfortable, but it's not a bad thing. <laughs> No, well, we, grow. Exactly. We, we grow through that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so that's all I want to say about that. So back to crypto. Yes. Taking your phone <laughs> is fun. Now, mind you, the, the amount of money that you make doing that is very, very small. I know. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's going to be like, Kaylee said, if I shook my phone, I'd make this money. Again, going back to the disclosures at the beginning. Okay, guys. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I get excited over any kind of money and this is another key thing with your brain get excited about when you find I know we don't use pennies anymore but when if you find a coin get excited it shows you money's literally everywhere and that's a key thing in your brain you have to be thinking of it in an abundant way and like continuously manifesting that into your life and like use phrases like I am a money magnet wealth flows to me with ease like I know that might sound silly to some but it works and it's true. It doesn't mean you're going to win a million dollars, but you know, you might find five bucks in your pocket. Jackpot. Like, <laughs> absolutely. No, exactly. And, and you're completely right. I mean, it's all, it's building that mindset, right? So just yeah. like if somebody's struggling with body image, mantras can be very, very oh, helpful. Yeah. So, I mean, absolutely. So when it, when it comes to crypto, the only thing that I will say, I'm, first of all, I am not an expert. I hold um, a modest amount of crypto um, that <laughs> represents a relatively small portion of my investments because the reality of it is, is that you really shouldn't be investing all your money into something that's so volatile. Um, and yes. by volatile, I mean that, you know, the value changes from day to day dramatically. Now, yes. lately, <laughs> 
quite a bit down, but there's been other times where it's been crazy, like crazy, crazy um, uh, up, you know, so yeah. it, it, it varies. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with investing in these things. I think that the crypto uh, world is something that's really interesting that will definitely have a huge impact on the future. But I, so I guess the reality of it is, is do we know if Bitcoin is going to be the currency? Do we know if something else is going to be the currency? Do we know, like nobody has a crystal ball and you don't know what's going to happen. So mm -hmm. I have friends who hold a like gigantic, disgusting amount of Bitcoin. Yeah. And they are fully convinced that it is going to like skyrocket and go crazy. And, and they could be right. Like, don't get me wrong. They could be completely right. I mm -hmm. don't actually know. Um, but at the end of the day, their risk tolerance is higher than mine in that aspect. I love you know, that you if, said that, risk tolerance. <laughs> I like that. That is that is the biggest thing. And that comes down to who you are, but it also comes down to how much yeah. money you have. You know, if, yeah. if you're, so if you're, I'll give you an example. So you can have like two people. You can have, they both have, let's say it's, you know, $10,000. But person A invested all in crypto and they, you know, they, they see it go up and down and they just you know get really excited when it goes up get really stressed out when it goes down and they just live their life on this roller coaster <laughs> and you know whatever i mean i don't want to live that way i no. you know i've seen <laughs> but you know but somebody else could you know let's say have the same ten thousand dollars and maybe you know have a little emergency fund in in cash or in a lower risk investment so that if there's an emergency they don't have to cash out their crypto if it's down right. like you know and they might have, you know, I don't know, $7,000 in crypto and crypto goes down and it bothers them less because at least they know that their basic needs are met. Right. So right. I think that's what it comes down to is, is I think that in order to um, invest money in crypto, you just want to make sure that your basic needs are met first. Right. Mm, definitely. Um, you, you just don't want to put the money that you are depending on short term in those types of investments. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think that they have huge long-term potential, but short-term. Mm -hmm. That's how I, I look mean, at I, it is long-term. Yeah. Yeah. hundred yeah, percent. And I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I, mean, I have it, obviously. I think it's cool yeah. and it's fun and, you know, all the things that I continue to invest in it. Um, but I also, like, if I have an emergency in my life, that's not where I'm going for money. Right. So exactly. Um, that's that's exactly. basically all I tell people. And, and the other thing that I'll add to that, people don't know this, um, currently at the present time, if you're applying for a mortgage or anything like that, banks don't even consider crypto money right now. Um, well, so exactly. Uh, yeah. They're not there you, yet. <laughs> well, unless you cash it out and put it in a bank account, it, it's not money, they which is actually care, quite yeah. unfortunate because I talk to people who like have a lot of money in crypto and I'm like, yeah, well, unfortunately that doesn't exist because it's in a crypto account. Yeah. Um, but uh, and hopefully that'll eventually evolve. But that's just kind of the status quo as of today, anyways. Yeah. Um. So yeah, no, crypto is cool. Just be mindful of how much money you're spending in there in relation to how much money you have in people and where I you need that. your interesting money to come from. That's really good advice. I like that a lot. And my partner too. He described it to me as like a long term thing. So that's the same as you. Mm. I look at it in that way. I'm like, sure, it goes up and down all the time, and I'm just like, it's long term. It's fine. I'm not going to worry about that. And I don't have an astronomical amount. Yeah, I'll still shake, earn my like, what is it? Like 
10 cents, 20 cents. Like it's not a lot, guys, but it's exciting. I got it up to like 30 bucks over not a long time. And I was like, that's just $30 that I didn't have just from shaking my phone. Like, exactly and so and that's the thing you're getting excited about that right which is really like yeah which is the key piece (laughs) right is that you're just getting talked about it Um, I'm the person if you make it fun for me if you make it simple not overwhelming and put something fun in there I'm okay I'm here then you're like all over yeah um but I mean whether it's crypto or any other type of investment I guess the same disclosure applies is you know you you there are other investments crypto that are also yes. very you know up and down high risk so, right it definitely and i mean don't get me wrong if you're it's investing for 30 years that's actually for the most part your best way to go because over time you're going to get the greatest returns but um you know it, it really is a highly highly individual thing and you know anybody who's listening to this who is like oh geez well where where do i start i don't know how to invest i don't know what stocks to buy whatever don't don't be at that don't be buying stocks like go talk <laughs> to a financial advisor at whatever bank you bank at um and you know sit down with them and talk about your specific situation and they'll help you figure out what makes sense for you nice. um because you know what works for one person does not work for somebody else so um, doing that is definitely step number one and, and automating it, automating, automating, automating. <laughs> so, so I am a huge fan of having multiple accounts, um, since I was yes. 14, as I mentioned. Yes. <laughs> um, but I always love that approach because I like to be able to nickname them and be able to see like, okay, this is money for this, money for that. Yeah. And it's organized, right? Exactly. Yeah. And a lot of banks will, um, I mean, certainly you know my bank but there's also other banks that I know um, will let you have more than one account linked to the same fees you're not actually paying more money you could just have more accounts linked to the same fee Um, and then you can like I mentioned nickname them and do all that but the big point is that if you so for example to get your paycheck and you have to sit there with your paycheck and think about moving $25 to this account and $25 to this account you are consciously like moving it you have to be in charge of actually doing that the most successful way to do that is to automate it so your paycheck comes in (laughs) and your money goes where it goes so like i'm a big without you doing anything (laughs) exactly so you don't even i like that see it it just it does itself and that does a couple of of things it also i mean it prevents decision fatigue so you know if you're in a week where you're kind of tight and you're like oh, geez, you know, I want to buy this thing that I maybe don't really need, but I want, but oh, that money's go in this account for saving yes. for a trip, let's say, or whatever. But oh, maybe, you know, if you're moving it yourself, you might sit there and think, well, maybe I can just take it out and not put it in this time and I'll start yep. it next week or whatever, whatever that pay period is. Um, but being, having it be automatic kind of prevents you from doing those types of things. And also, um, it, it helps you stay organized. It saves you time. Yeah. It saves you brain space. It does a lot of things. Yeah. So if you, really, I get overwhelmed easily. So that yes. is been a godsend for me because it's just one less thing I have to think about. So if you're yeah. overwhelmed and you have too much in your brain, automate your shit. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. Um, and, and that's the thing. So you can automate anything. I mean, you can, it, yeah. even if you, um, you know, if you pay your, your phone bill or whatever, you go online and pay it yourself each month. Like there's like five ways that you can automate that so that you yes. actually don't have to do it. 
whether you want to pay from your bank account, you want to pay from your credit card, whatever the case may be, like there, there's so many things that a person can do. You don't have to be sitting in your bank account making those decisions every month or every no. two weeks or whatever that pay for is. Um, and the other thing that that does, especially when it comes to like investments, is that because investments go up and down, if you're investing regularly, you end up um, paying a, lot, a lower um, average cost for the oh. funds and things that you're buying because you're gonna in you're gonna end up buying some when it's a little bit lower and then you might oh. buy some when it's a little bit higher and then it, that it, makes it's sense. automatically being done so you don't actually have to think about it you don't have yeah. to you know sit there and figure out what was the good price to buy it at you know yes. is it like I mean I know people who are very good at stock trading and um and I actually I tried myself I thought of okay, transfer some money into the stock trading platform and I'm gonna play around with it and I love playing money. So like it just tells <laughs> yeah. you how and I got so overwhelmed so quickly. Like I immediately just went back into mutual funds because I was like <laughs> yeah. okay. Yeah, no, I'm I'm just not what I want to be doing with my time. I mean I, I love <laughs> playing with money, but this not interesting to me now on the other hand I mean there's some people who love it right some people love doing that research and they love to trade stocks and and make a lot of money at it that's really cool if you're that person I I admire you I bow down to you I am that person (laughs) so you know mutual funds way to go um I'm I'm not even technically allowed to say that word so people pretend I didn't say that word I uh, (laughs) gave up my life when I started doing mortgages, <laughs> so I don't sell investments anymore. Because um, yeah, you actually have to like talk about mutual funds. So I did have right. that in the past, um, but now have that up. So yeah, yeah. not financial advice. No, no financial advice here. Just stories of our life. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so no, I mean, I think that at the end of the day, it's it's just about finding a way to be happy and that starts with who you surround yourself with who you're around at work all these things and I mean what I would say to people is don't don't limit yourself don't sell yourself short you know you're worth more than you think you are you know if, if you're stuck in a you're stuck in a job where you're miserable and you think there's nothing else that's out there for you try to open yourself up because until you do the world is closed there's nothing out there for you if you're not open to it right that's right so I mean when I was just a kid and you know working my my little subway job and (laughs) wanted to be a banker I mean I was applying for bank jobs at like 15 16 years old because I I was prospected that young to apply and uh, they couldn't hire me legally because I was too young and I remember, you know, people around me were like, oh, you're not going to get a job. You're too young. You're not smart enough. You're not like all these, all these negative things. And I can remember just laying in my bed at night and literally just like, now that I look back, I think it was manifestation, honestly. Yeah. At that time, I I didn't know what manifestation was at the time, but I would, I would just almost obsess over it I would just be thinking like well why why not me why can't I deserve more why is why is being young an obstacle like why can't I Mm. do this why are all you know and and really kind of hyping myself up like no I would be awesome at this (laughs) right and and I and I look back and I remember doing that and it and it almost felt silly at the time but 
you know, I honestly think that looking back, like that's what got me to where I am today. Yeah. And even applying at that young of an age, just going for it. You were like, I'm just going to go for it. Like, that's amazing. (laughs) There was a lot of rejection there because they they couldn't even hire me even if they wanted to. Right. Um, but it was great experience, like all of those mm-hmm. interviews, all of those things that I did, yes. all of those things that I learned to prepare for them, like all of it was really kind of setting me on a journey. And 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 really, some of the opportunities that have come my way, I, I'm sure, are just manifested from the that work that I did back then and and that I continued to do throughout the years. So I agree. Now. Now, I mean, I'm trying to continue implementing that. I mean, I'm I'm doing a job that I love and I enjoy. Yeah. And um, it was such you know, a big I'm, jump for you, the job you're in now. Oh, it was so huge. it was a big change just in so many ways. And I was like, I was like, Essie, I can remember when you were like telling me about <laughs> it. I was like, if anyone's gonna rock this job, it's gonna be you. Because you don't just sit around, you go get it. She is a badass bitch. Like she gets it done. <laughs> <laughs> And it's true, you're killing it. Well, and and thank you, thank you. I I think that I'm doing reasonably well for what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, And I think that part of it for me, because honestly, when I first started this job, you know, being in an environment, these things, I really thought that doing more was what I needed to do. And I pretty much burnt burnt myself out, like trying to just work seven days a week, 12 hours a day, like crazy, crazy. And yes, I made a lot of money, but I was tired and I was exhausted yeah. and I, and I would, you know, just not have space for anything else. Yeah. So the joy wasn't now, there. Right. But I'm reprioritizing the value in my work, not just by the amount of money I make, but the amount of flexibility that I'm able to have. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I work evenings and weekends and all kinds of time. But I'm really trying to be conscious about taking the time for myself because if I don't take care of myself, I can't take care of other people. And taking care of other people is what I want to do, right? Exactly. And a a great example of that was just a few weeks ago where I was having an insane day. Just so much stuff at work was was just not going right. And it was so frustrating. I was so overwhelmed. I was so stressed. And I literally just picked up, I forget which one it was, a little like three minute meditation that you have. Oh, yes. And I like, and I like, they held on the couch for three minutes with my <gasps> earphones in. And I just like took some deep breaths. I had my essential oils because you know I'm all about the oils. Yes, love and the oils. I, then I, I got up from that and I made myself a cup of tea and I sat back down. And it's actually incredible how much that five minute break actually mm-hmm. changed that day so dramatically and yeah. um and it, it it really kind of drove home that whole like okay you know balance isn't just about oh taking a, a hot salt bath or you know this big extravagant like spa day it's not yeah. even about that it's about it's about taking five minutes to stop that negative feedback loop yes. it's to and be intentional with space. it like like yes. let yourself have like you knew you were like I'm gonna screw this like we're we're stopping the, it's like you were you're doing your little uh stopping that train of thought exactly. or that yeah exactly and that, and that's exactly what I was doing but I mean me two years ago wouldn't have done that me two exactly. years ago would have kept going work my 
an hour day or whatever and then just like start frustrated again the next day but it, in this yeah. sense just that that speaks to growth but it also just speaks to that that mindset shift right and that just applies in so many different areas of life so I right guess that's what I love about it to- is it applies in so many places it's so good right yeah and I mean at the end of the day I guess what I'm trying to say is for people like yes I mean we're talking about money and money is important and making more money will help you be happier to an extent okay there's yeah. a certain point at which making more money won't actually equal to happiness if you're making crazy money but you're working 80 hours a week and you have no time for family or friends um you know you you might not be super happy I mean if you are that's great I commend you but I've discovered that I I wasn't that person like I, yes. I need to have time for the relationships in my life spark joy um, to do what brings you it, joy yeah well exactly and I think that as I look at jobs in general I mean not that I'm job hunting <laughs> because I'm not but I'm always um I'm always in an open mindset, right? So um, sometimes, you know, opportunities will come my way or I'll see things and I'll kind of think about it. Now, when I consider a job, it's not even how much money it is. It's how much flexibility would I have? Who would I be working with? Where would I be working? Like what kind (laughs) of condition, you know, like all of these different factors. And so what I would say to anybody who's kind of looking to get a different job or, or try and get back into that space is, definitely consider the money for sure I mean it's important we just spent make sure you can cover your cost yeah yeah make sure you can cover your cost and and be happy with your income but at the same time you know if you can get a job that pays you a little bit lower than another job but that gives you much more flexibility work-life balance often you're working Mm. in a positive environment like that is worth its weight in gold right especially from a long-term perspective yeah Um, so I guess I would just encourage anybody that's out there that's kind of stuck in that loop to just just give yourself some credit for all the things that you know that you can do and realize that there are people out there who will pay for your exact skill set. Yes. Oh, my yeah. God. You're going to make me emotional. I was like speaking <laughs> to my soul. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> There's your pep talk, everybody. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the pep talk. That's all I got. <laughs> oh my God, that was amazing. <laughs> I'm like, all right, let's do this, everyone. <laughs> yeah, going on LinkedIn, CRB. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And it's so true, like being open to opportunities. And like, I love that you said that, Essie, about like, be your own hype queen and be your own cheerleader because like, you are amazing. And I I can say for myself, guilty of not seeing what I have and not knowing my worth, but like, believe it, you're worth it. And that's going to further manifest and attract that to you on because and plus, it'll give you that boost, put yourself out there. It's like um, the chain of events, right? Like it's one thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that that's how the law of attraction works, right? So yeah, so I hope that everybody that is listening to this is got one tiny timbit if anything that just helps you propel your finances forward whether that's paying off debt or getting a different job or just thinking about money differently um or taking steps to have conversations that you need to have with people about money whatever that is wherever you know you're at um 
you know, I wish you grace and and love in that field because it is it is a it's something that can be very stressful. So it's uh yeah, hopefully I was able to add a little bit of value for people. Yes. Oh my god, yes. I was gonna say do you have final words of wisdom, but you just you gave it to us. I didn't even have to ask. <laughs> I, I you let us have it, honey. <laughs> yeah, I was like, there it is, right there. <laughs> you knew you just well, she's uh one of my number one fans, so you listen all the time, you know. You knew it was coming. So I, I, I knew it was coming, so I was just yeah. prepared. Yeah. <laughs> It flows so naturally. That was perfect. <laughs> it is super fun to be able to talk about these things. And obviously it's this topic that I enjoy. So I'm sure that when I come visit you, we'll be talking some more yes. about this off air. Um, oh, yeah. But, uh, but no, I mean, I, I would just say, like, you know, if if um, anybody wants to dive deeper into these subjects, like I said, Remy Stacey, great resource. Um, that book that I'm reading, Money Psychology, I'm like three quarters of the way through it. It's fantastic Yay. by Morgan Housel. Um, and those, have those you read? Kind of there's a couple I was going to ask you about. Have you read the You Are a Badass at Making Money? I I have not, but I've heard of it. I've heard it's of awesome. It. This I think you'd love. If anyone's curious, this is really good for like your brain, like your mindset, how you talk about money, how you view money. Like when I was saying I'm a money magnet, that's where I got it. Was this book? Um, and is it Jen? I don't know if I'm saying her last name correctly. Sin- is it Sincero? It's S-I-N-C-E-R-O. Um, I would say that sounds right. Sincero, Sincero. Mean... Correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but you'll be able to find it. And I haven't actually got to read this one yet, but someone gave it to me, and I'm curious about it. It's called The Rules of Wealth by Richard Templar. I have not yet read it, but... I haven't heard of it or him, but... Ah. Seems possible like goodie good <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's one of those well, i have to get audible i well yeah you get audible and audible so i can listen mm-hmm. yeah well that that's what i do I'm, that's why i don't have any books to show you is because i just <laughs> listen to them while i'm driving in that um and multitasking so i mean that's a really yeah. great way to get it in so people people that say they don't have time to read um you know you're not audible. optimizing your time right you can you can yeah. listen and do other things at the same time exactly so. exactly yeah. it's perfect well I love that and if anyone wants to connect with you if, you, if they've resonated with you is there any socials you can plug in for them yeah I mean you can find me on Instagram I'm not okay. super uh I'm not posting <laughs> stuff about money or anything I don't post too much about my work um for you know legal bank reasons but yeah um, if you want to follow me personally and what I'm up to I'm at sp.marie um and uh and that's my Instagram and that's kind of where I think I'm most active yeah yeah Thanks. perfect I really appreciate you having me on it was so good to see you and I can't wait to uh, give you big hugs in person soon yes oh my god no I want to thank you so so much for joining us I know you're super busy so I'm happy we could make this work before you get here in person mm. I'm so excited. I won't go on about that because like I'm very excited and it will be amazing. <laughs> but thank you so much for sharing like all of your knowledge with money and mindset and how much it's linked with emotion. I just think this is great. I feel like this could be like a few, we could have a few parts to this conversation. So, <laughs> you know, if everyone, if you like this, give us a rating. If you're on YouTube, you know, like and subscribe. I'd really appreciate it. That'll help the channel grow. And if you want to see more from Essie and you want more you know, tips in this way, let us know. And then we'll, we'll have her back and it'll be great. So yay. Absolutely. 
Yay. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon, my love. Yes, thank you. So that's tea time, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time. Bye.